Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him back because the news today is incredibly important. It's paradigm shifting. With us is David Lukat, CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades on the CSC under LQID, and for our friends in the US, TRWRF. For those who are new to the story, it's an e I, the technology is super sophisticated, very, very relevant, but we can kind of describe it easily to you. They specialize in empowering individuals like you and me to manage control and even generate value uh, from our biometrically verified self-sovereign self identity. And that's all done through the Liquid Avatar platform. I know for some of you that sounds like a mouthful, but trust me when I tell you that Liquid Avatar has been at the tip of the spear, banging the table since they went public last summer saying, the world is gonna be shifting towards all of us controlling, managing and profiting from our own online identities. So in essence, Liquid Avatar turns the problem of data privacy into a profit for individuals like you and I, while providing big businesses with new and compliant, and quite frankly, even better business models. David, welcome back. We've got big news to talk about. Thanks, George. Great to be here as always. All right. So forever at home, I'm going to read the headline. Liquid Avatar congratulates the Ontario government on the release of its digital strategy. What is that digital strategy? Building a digital Ontario. This is the public, this is the province's recently published digital strategy, came out of April 30th. In essence, it's digitizing government services, launch of digital ID credentials, and protecting protecting individual privacy, data rights, and online security. David, if I didn't know better, I thought you wrote this paper because when I read it on Friday, I jumped out of my skin. Before we get to some of the details. How does it feel to, I've got to say, be validated when you see the Ontario come out, Ontario government come out with this digital strategy of theirs? Well, George, it, it's quite amazing. I mean, we've been we've been part of the consultation process with the province of Ontario, you know, led by you know Minister Bethlen Volvi. Um, the process has been amazing. I have to be really hats off to the Ontario government for the way they've done this. They've done a lot of consultation. They've involved a lot of uh, parties, both commercial and public and and individuals and and small businesses and industry experts and they really have taken a position that they they want to be leaders in in digitizing um the province in making it making the data yours the data mine and ensuring that 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 we're you know that we're that's verifiable we're, we're verifiable yeah that's the easiest way to put it is we're verifiable yeah, because right now I can walk into the hospital, I can walk into any number of places, I can present something mm. that says I'm George, but is it really me? How, how it isn't, we don't know. And the second part is it's not very transport transportable, right? No. It makes life a lot, a lot more difficult this old fashioned way. So this was a big position paper. One of the things uh, that it says is the introduction of a new government issued digital ID mm -hmm. that lets people prove who they are online. What are the implications? Most of us think the implications of that is shopping. Okay, I can now prove to Amazon that that's me. But what are some of the, how is this going to change people's lives? Because now they, they can actually have this government issued digital ID to prove who they are. What kind of services, what kind of things are they going to get better at as, as a result of this? Well, I want to start by saying it, it, the the statement that the government made is very similar to a trademark statement that we have. You know, share what you want, when you want, and with whom you want. And 
within the context of the document, it was eerily similar to, to something we're saying. And, and, and we, again, we applaud the government for thinking the way that we are. And I think it, it bodes well for us. But when you think about digital identity, it, it, it permeates every part of our life, whether it's um, education, whether it's government services, whether it's walking into a liquor store and being able to prove you're above age, um, you know, if whether it's, you know, uh, you know, presenting your, your driver's license for a sticker, it's, it's, it's going to the airport and being able to show your identity when you want to travel. Being Every, arrested? Yeah. Being arrested? Is it actually George or some guy pretend to be George? Exactly. And, and we saw something like that happen actually in Montreal, right? Yep. With someone who was arrested, uh, unfortunately, and, 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 and ultimately inappropriately. So, so really what digital identity does is it makes everything portable. I mean, you know, when you think about it, my wallet was always my wallet. But today, this is my wallet. Really, when you think about it, this device allows me to store everything I want in one location. Now, we think of this device as a conduit. We don't think of it as the place to store it because that's what's called an edge service. But we think that it is the conduit to get to the cloud and be able to store everything on the cloud. But so you, guys, you guys go even one step further because the first thing people are going to th think about is, oh, no, what if my phone gets stolen right. and everyone's got my whole life? Right. Where you guys have gone really deeper than the matrix is that you're biometrically confirming that that's George. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so what we start is is with the basics. I mean, you know, what makes you you at the beginning? And people say, well, it's my fingerprint on my phone. But if I asked you, George, to take out anything out of your current wallet that has a picture on it or show your passport, there isn't a fingerprint. It's your face. Facial recognition is sort of the basis for understanding one person versus another. And when you and I meet on the street, I recognize you by your face. So it's a very natural way of, of starting a relationship with a consumer or with a constituent. So we start with biometric as your face, then we can, because we can verify that against government documentation, right. or we can correlate. It's not fair to say verify it because we don't go into government databases, but there is correlative opportunities to make sure that that, that information is George's information. And so by doing a verified identity with you, we offer our clients, one, one user can only have one account in our system. So no fakes, no bots, no hacks. So at the end of the day, we know that everyone inside the liquid avatar system or inside you know digital ontario when when they're ready will be a real person no one will be able to scan the system or get services that they're not entitled to and i think that's only fair to the taxpaying community and it's fair to the you know to the uh, citizens of ontario to ensure that government is providing services to the best of their ability and empowering their constituents to be able to do business effectively, but mostly efficiently. I mean, when you start talking about blockchain opportunities, the opportunities to, to bring, you know, uh, Ontario to the forefront of the world, which is part of what this document says. Really what they're you know, doing, right? That's what they're doing. They're, you know, they're delivering on a promise. And I'm not being political here. I'm saying that the mandate of this government uh, in the midst of all of what's gone on is to create a, a, an empowered digital society. And they're doing an amazing job in doing that. Yeah, because there's just so many things right now that when you deal with the government, you have to do in person. Right. Just know the way to do it. You got to get your driver's license renewed. You got to be in person. You got to get your stickers or tags. Re you got to go everything I do in person because there's you can't just log in online. Right. They're not. That's right now. It's just not possible. It's not even practical. Uh, so you guys, as, as a tech, as a person who loves tech, you've answered a lot of questions. People feel good. But then you're going to have those people say, all right, so what? Liquid Avatar can do that. You know, it doesn't mean that they're 
they're going to be commercially successful where your quote says liquid avatar is excited to continue to work with the Ontario government on this strategy and to assist in its implementation. Governments can leverage technology like ours. So have you been in contact with the Ontario? Do they know liquid avatar? Have you had these conversations? The answer is simply yes. I mean, we're not alone. I want to make that very clear. We're not alone. There's a lot of people involved in where this strategy is going, what decisions we have, as I said early on, we've been part of the consultation process at every level that that has been available. And, and we've met with a lot of the people in the Ontario government. And, and it's been, we've heard wonderful, wonderful feedback on our products and services um, from day one. And, and really there will be, if you look at this industry, there will be companies that empower governments like Ontario to create their digital wallets and credentials. And then there will be companies like ours that can help do that. But beyond that, we can help empower the citizens of this province, right? That's really important. When you think about our company, we start at the consumer level. So we're a consumer to business to business company. And where, you know, other companies might be focused on enterprise and their business to business. What we do uniquely is we're focused on consumers first. Why is that important? Because this report clearly indicates that the data will belong to the citizens of the province. It's, it's mine, it's yours, it's not theirs. So somebody has to be looking out for the consumers. And I believe we're one of the few, if, if less than a handful, or if even one of one in some cases, where we're focused squarely initially on what the consumer is involved in. And by the way, you're not just going at this alone, right, David, which would be great if you were, and you are doing a lot of this, you know, as a standalone, but you've got great partners that have yeah. said, Hey, David, I'm George Com, and I've got some specific applications and I need your digital identity component for liquid avatar. Correct. So you're not, you're not just a one trick pony. You've got mm -hmm. multiple potential uh, uh, tips of the spear here. Absolutely. I'll give you an example, which is quite interesting. A friend of mine called me on the weekend who spent um, the, win the winter in Florida and got vaccinated in Florida. And so he's, he said to me, so now I'm vaccinated in Florida. I carry my little card and I go, yeah, that's, that's really valuable. The card, he says, I've had it laminated. And I said, you know, I'm, that, <laughs> well, that settles everything, man. That settles everything. But, and I'm not making a joke of it because it's a very serious issue. And he said, so what do I do when the COVID, you know, passport comes out? I said, you know, I'll, I'll be polite and said, you know, you're pooched because if you think about it, for those that have had vaccinations and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have my first vaccination. I, I live in a bit of a hot spot, and I was able to get my first vaccine. Um, you know, I go in and, and, and the government records all this information and it's in the Virto system and everything is good to go. What about our friends who have got vaccinated in the US? How do they prove that they have a vaccination? Yeah, they've got our, a little card. We've got a couple of good friends in common. I won't say their names out of privacy, but right. I know they've been vaccinated over there and they're coming back soon. And how do they prove that? Right. Well, it's 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 how do they get that into the government system in Ontario? Because it's another government, it's, it's a paper-based system. It's, so there's lots of issues when you start thinking your way through that. And, and our job is to say, how do we make these things happen? And it's really important to focus on what the consumer's needs are. But you're right, George, we're not, you, we're not alone. We're members of the Trust Over IP Foundation. We're members of, of the BBU. We're members of the Lumetic Exchange, founding members of Lumetic Exchange. We're part of the Good Health Pass. And over the upcoming weeks, we, I'm sure there'll be some more news coming out to, to show how we're rounding this out. But we're very, very focused 
on how consumers are going to be able to share the data that they need to share when they want to share that data and with whom they want. And that data will be in the form of digital credentials. And is this going to accelerate the shift into business? Uh, you know, because if the government is going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm got to choose my words quiet. I don't know if they're going to require or if they're going to offer this or what they're, how they're going to do it. But clearly, they plan on a majority of Ontario citizens being in this program. Does that accelerate now where George Com Marketing comes along and says, well, Liquid Avatar, or there's so many personal, you know, people who are controlling the personal ID that I might as well start marketing to them you know, through permission based and all that. So does this accelerate your business plan to penetrate the business world and get to the point of saying, hey, George, you can take ads in Agoracom just by general consumer targeting, or now you can actually come to us and, you know, really target, you know, really, really target the audience you're looking for on a permission basis. How, how great of it, how, based on bottom line, Davis, how great of a news was this to see this come out? Well, it's amazing. I mean, Ontario is proposing, you know, digital Main Street to help small businesses and mid-sized businesses, you know, interact better in, in a digital world. And we're hoping that we can be there as well. So there's a lot of initiatives there. This is not just digital identity, uh, part of the strategy. It's improving, you know, wireless communications in the province. It's about, you know, healthcare records. There are so many different things. Oh. And as we, we announced last week, we're working with Vector Labs to create you know, digital credentials for COVID testing so that when you walk into the workplace, you're going to be able to do two things. One, I can prove who I am. Digital ID from Ontario can prove who I am or a credential that you'll have in our wallet. And the other thing is I can prove that I'm negative on testing. So those two things together are very important. So we want to make sure when someone come, goes to an airport or someone goes to a venue or to a, um, a public place or even to work, that one, they are who they say they are. That's really important. And two, that they are, you know, safe to, around other people. I mean, you know, we can debate back and forth and I don't want to really get again into a political discussion, but, you know, uh, there's, there's a mandate now by the federal government, um, you know, the Minister of Health just started discussing, you know, COVID passports because let's be candid, there's a lot of people landing in this country that are positive. And and Positive, so I think so they're forging results or not who they say they are, and uh, and I think patience is. Is it fair to say that something's going to snap here? The federal government's either going to tell airlines, you start paying a million dollars a person who comes in, it's on you, or the federal government comes and says we'll set up a system just like we do with security, make mm -hmm. sure George doesn't have a gun, it's actually George doesn't have a knife on him, and we'll take that load off of you. And I would think that this is probably the better way to go. Right. Well, I think so. I mean, you can't go get on a plane um, uh, without a passport or or a boarding pass or other other um, you know documentation. There's massive fines to the airlines, and I'm not saying that the onus has to be on the airline, but the, there has to be a system in place where where the airlines feel assured that if you've passed through security or you've passed through some kind of government checkpoint, that you're good to go. I think I think the airlines want to see the government step in. And, and do that because the airlines, you know, for privacy rules, I don't want the airlines to have my private information. No, nope, it's enough nope. that the government has it. Now, at some point in time, we have to trust someone. And, and, and if you're going to trust someone, and again, and not, not, not um, throwing stones, I'd rather trust the government than a private corporation. Oh, I'd rather trust Liquid Avatar at the end of the day, because well, I, even though I, you're that, working, that would be a, a shameless plug for myself. What's that? <laughs> That's a shameless plug for myself. Well, no, but the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, 
I'm not trusting the government as much. I mean, I'm already trusting the government right now. They got my health records, driver's license, right. criminal record. Sure. They've got that, right? The real next step here is that I'm trusting Liquid Avatar to transport all that for me there to make sure that what the government's got on record is in Liquid Avatar, but it's safe and makes well, me- Well, it's, it's in your hands. So it's not Liquid Avatar's hands. It's in your hands. We're just, we're right. empowering okay. the process to allow you to manage it. So we can't get into that data. We can't get into your credentials. Right. Okay. Only you can or a seconder, right? So, so, and we do have um, in process an adjudication process if something does go awry. But at the end of the day, what I think is really important here is I don't, if the data is mine, um, I don't really want the airlines to have it. I don't think the airline should have my health records. Um, so I think, I think everybody's sort of getting together now and sort of starting to think, and you, you hear a lot of talk. Here's the problem, George. We hear a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk by a lot of companies saying, hey, we're planning on doing this. We might be doing this. We should be doing this. We can be doing this. We've got our heads down. Last week, we announced that we have a credential being built for healthcare testing in this province. Period. End of discussion. We also announced that our credential wallets are in pilot phase. So we're not about talk. We're about delivery. This is really important. Yeah. You know, yeah. for, We've said from day one, our mandate is to meet the, the, the timelines that we set and we continue to do that. Now, certainly we're not perfect and we won't do everything always on time, but to date we've met our, our you know, burden of proof in, in making sure our timelines are correct. But I think what we're really excited about is that the province of Ontario has really set the standard here to ensure that their citizens are gonna be digitally empowered. And that is a big, bold step, which I think we all need to look at and say, okay, I don't have to carry, if, if I leave home without my wallet, I've got my driver's license accessible you know, in the cloud. Because remember, at some point in time, you, you're not gonna need keys either. Your car's gonna to need to recognize you to be able to open the door, your house, your office. This, this is, uh, you know, not a baby step. This is sort of a giant leap. And, yeah. and again, you know, we're proud to, to, to hear that the, the government of Ontario has made this, step, this, this move. And uh, on that note, is it reasonable to assume, and I don't know if you guys know more than anybody else knows, but if Ontario is making the big, this big step, if the feds have already said, hey, we're, we're going to start looking into part of this big step, when does BC, Quebec, Manitoba, Alberta, when do they all start to fall? And when do maybe other countries start to fall? Because there's got to be a domino effect here at some point, but especially in Canada first. Well, to be honest, um, you know, uh, I, I want to give our, our, our friend John Jordan, who is part, uh, he's one of the founders of the Trust Over IP Foundation, uh, you know, big kudos. BC is actually the first to come out with some digital identity. And um, oh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so B BC already has had it for, for a while. It's been in pilot. Ontario is really going to take it to the next step. So okay. I, so I think, I think and, and Quebec has already announced that they're looking into digital wallets. And, you know, that last week uh, there was an article about Australia issuing digital birth certificates. So it, Australia is already there under their um, Consumer Rights Act. And, and so we're seeing this happening. Um, it's just been slow in North America. And once North America adopts, it seems the rest of the world does adopt. And, and you know, what's uniquely different about Canada versus our, our, our friends and our cousins south of the border is, is that the, 
as much as there's friction between the provincial governments and 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 the federal government and sometimes between municipals and the provincial and federal at the end of the day everyone works across party lines and and really when you think about it um you know ontario has been treated i believe uh, as 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 well as uh, or I want to feel sometimes a little bit better than any of the other major provinces, and it's got nothing to do with whether we have a liberal government or a conservative government. I think I think I you know this pandemic, and I and you know I rarely use that word, has has not been fair to anyone. It has not been fair to the public, to business, to the the political um, um, uh, machine out there. It hasn't it hasn't been fair to our our economy or our future. However. No one's faced this before, so it's not something that it, it, how much preparedness you had. It doesn't mean that you can you can actually you know um, have thought your way right through this. But I think what Ontario's government in the the Ontario government is doing in the midst of all of this, with this digital strategy and digital Ontario. Yeah, because I've been I've not been happy with them, but to see them to finally get their act together and start thinking, let's move. This is this is a, this is a good this is a good step. Right. Last question for you. Their timelines, they want to run, you know, we blame governments. The one thing about governments is, you know, they'll enact something today and it'll take five years to implement if you're lucky, right? Subcommittee, committees, and, mm -hmm. you know, it gets lost. They want this to happen by the end of 2021. Is that mm -hmm. realistic? Can they move? Can they start to, it doesn't mean that everyone in Ontario is going to have their own digital ID by the end of 2020, but can they really move forward that fast in, in, in getting this implemented? I know we can. So that's sort of the best answer I can give you is I know we can. We're already starting that process now. Again, we're, I, I, I'll say what I said before, where others are talking, we're doing. And it's not that I'm knocking anybody, but we're delivering um, digital credentials in, you know, starting now. So, so if the government of Ontario, you know, wants to continue um, uh, along their lines and they need our support, you know, we're there to support the government of Ontario. And, 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 and again, we believe that they can accomplish this because they've got great parties around the table that are willing to support them. David, between Google's announcement, I don't know, a couple months ago that they're going to put an end to how they're targeting consumers online mm -hmm. to the Ontario uh, digital, digital strategy here, man, hats off to you as a friend as a shareholder, as a colleague, that you've been calling this. And when we first started talking about last summer, the summer of 2020, it was difficult for people to get their minds right wrapped around it. And quite frankly, you wouldn't blame people to think, yeah, you know, someday down the road, uh, this is going to happen maybe, because it just seems so, so far out there. And here we are, not even a year later, we're in Q2. I mean, you went public in what, August, July, August? In June, June. June. So here we are. Before the one-year anniversary, about Google changing their ways, the Ontario government changing their ways, the federal government looking to change their ways, and here's Liquid Avatar sitting at the tip of that spear. Uh, I'm very proud of you, and you. I want to make sure you have the you and your team, because you guys have a crazy team there, and you guys work tirelessly, endless hours as you normally do when you're when you're uh, a game changer. But congratulations to all you guys on what you've done and that you had that vision. And now you're in the bird seat. Doesn't guarantee for a home. We're not guaranteeing anything yet, but they've been calling it. They've been there. Part of the Trust Over IP uh, Foundation. Um, and now look what's happened. And so fantastic, David. I, I just want to say, George, it was really interesting. I was talking to uh, 
one of our investors and I said, you know, it took me a year to be able to explain what we were doing. And, and this person is very committed to the company. And, and they're now explaining to me what we're doing. I said, it only <laughs> took you 16 months in total to be able to explain what we do. He goes, now I get it. I really get it. I said, well, you know what the problem is? That was 16 months ago. If I told you what we're doing today, I'd freak you right out. Yeah. So, yeah. so what you're seeing today is, is the delivery on things that we were 16 months ahead of. Where we are today in our development curve is the next 16 months. And as the old saying goes, you ain't seen nothing yet. Man, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to leave it on that note. You ain't seen nothing yet. But what we've seen today has been amazing. Great stuff, David. Keep it going, buddy. Thanks, George. It was always, always a pleasure. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To David Lukacs, he's CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies. Trades on the CSC under LQID and for our friends of the US, TRWRF. For those of you who are new, this is where you start your due diligence and this is how. Get to the Gorecom hub for Liquid Avatar. Take a look at the profile page where, because we know this is, this is sophisticated technology, we give you a good 30,000 foot view there of what the company does and how it goes about doing things. Then when you feel comfortable there, you've got that good base foundation of knowledge, Head over to the company's site. You can see it right over David's head there, liquidavatar.com, or you can get there from Agoracom, of course, and do your deeper dive. Guys, this is where the world is going. Google's already said they're changed their ways. The Ontario government is now telling you we're leaving the past behind. This is the new road. And Liquid Avatar has been the one small cap and the only small cap company telling you for the last 12 months they've been public. Further than that, for the private investors, that this was going to happen and they were going to be leading it and they are. So hopefully you do your due diligence. Don't say we didn't tell you so 12 months from now. Have a great day. See you next time.